0: And welcome to another edition of the Bear Vonna Podcast. That came out kind of funny. Uh, yeah.
1: yeah, here we are, Patrick. It's uh, It's been a while. We're shaking off
0: the rust. Yeah, yeah. Once again, we're back to good old inconsistent potting. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's a part of our... Uh, I think it's a hallmark of our brand, really.
0: But we're glass half full types, not glass half empty. So let us not dwell on the negatives and let us focus on the positives. Uh, one of the positives is that I made it through... Uh, like a tremendous <laughs> hail, lightning, thunder, crazy spring weather storm. Yeah, uh, was, safely to your house. It was uh, it, it was like an inch of hail it on the street. Literally coated. In front yeah, of, yeah in front of your house. <laughs> I was driving around. It was kind of a nice spring day, uh, spring afternoon, a couple hours ago, and then Boom. all of a sudden, yeah, the weather did. Did she change? Yes, she did. That's what happens
1: in everywhere. But uh, certainly, it is. It's sort of typical. Sp- typical
0: spring, but this is a little more extreme than typical. And right. for Oregon, it kind of reminded me of being in Denver a little bit, actually.
1: Though I'll tell you, uh, those poor people on the East Coast who are in their third nor'easter, <laughs> in like the last ten minutes—they're—they they're, got no south <laughs> Yeah. Well, last
0: winter we had to go through all that. I'm glad that, that all I had to deal with is some hail. Uh, it's. No, I don't know if it's completely melted. I think it's completely melted out there. So, uh, Okay, so welcome to the Beer Final Podcast. <laughs> with me, of course, is Jeff Allworth, author of Secrets of Master Brewers uh, and the Beer Bible and Cider Made Simple and soon-to-be-forthcoming biography of Curtin and Rob Widmer.
1: That's right, Una- as yet untitled. Uh,
0: uh, who chooses
1: the title? Well, I'm hoping somebody besides me because I can't come up with a good one. <laughs>
0: oh, I'll come up with a good one. Uh, Beer Bros. <laughs> that's actually not terrible yeah okay colon uh adventures in the craft the crazy craft brew scene of the 1980s i don't know Uh, i was was, the first part was
1: good (laughs) you were doing okay yeah uh, update on that hooligan press of the um uh portland state university is has decided to publish it so oh wow that's really cool yeah nice so it's gonna have uh you know we were we were not entirely sure the, the brewery paid me to write this book right we were not entirely sure how we were going to get it into book form but um to the rescue comes this fine publisher housed at our local university so it's a nice fit
0: wait you mean they still publish books
1: well like, like,
0: again no like the world <laughs> oh okay <Sorry. laughs> i wasn't sure yeah, mock me, sucker. <laughs> well, I'm the guy who had a. Contract. I think this is. I, it, I'm the guy who had a contract to write an ebook, and then they canceled that. That's right. You yeah. should write real books. So, <laughs> so tangible. I, I can't talk. <laughs> uh, boy,
1: uh, and you are Patrick Emerson. I am. Uh, you are a professor of economics. That's at right, Oregon State University. Tenured, so you can't find me. How did are the the lady Beavs? They don't say lady Beavs. The women Beeves? Yeah, I really don't think they're they supposed lady. to say lady yeah, Beavs. Lady Beavs. That's really <laughs> terrible. Uh, back in the day, see that's that's
0: my old man. The Women's team. Yeah, they were they were in the tourney this year. Yeah, they are in the tourney. They still beat, still going. They beat powerhouse Tennessee at Tennessee. Oh my God! First time ever in the tournament that Tennessee's been beaten at home. Oh my God! And now they're off to play Baylor, who's also a powerhouse. Yeah, those 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 women are badass. Wow, they are seriously badass. I walk, you know, I park in the in the stadium parking lot, and uh, so I walk by the basketball practice facility at, uh, <clears throat> going home. Um, well, I walk by it going to work, but it's going home where I often see the women practicing, and they the the practice squad that they play against are a bunch of probably really good, but not quite. Uh, you know, uh, Division One athlete men, uh, who they're thumping, who they're, yeah, <laughs> just like poor guys. <laughs> I mean, those guys are getting tossed around. Nice, well, that's uh, that's fantastic.
1: Well, wow. that's very cool. I should be really be paying closer attention to
0: that. Yeah, I mean, it's like our claim to fame. Wow, women's basketball, we, we rock that, right. and and, pretty and good. baseball, pretty good at baseball. Yeah, yeah. national champion at one time, back to back national champion. One time. two times. Yeah, two <laughs> <That's> times. <suck. laughs> Look at
1: <laughs> you're almost like there's a red, an orange flush coming <laughs> to your face.
0: It's funny because, yeah, I'm not t- I'm not like a super beaver guy. I'm a badger. But uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but Bill, <laughs> you,
1: you can be. Uh, I can see that you can be sparked to a little uh, uh, homerism. It's right?
0: hard. Yeah, it's hard to work at a place for twelve years and not start feeling a little nice, little little pride for the uh, for the students that you see in class. All right. Well, go well. beavers. Uh I have a baseball player in my classes, so go 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 beaver baseball. Cool. Okay. All right. Uh <clears throat> gotta take a little drink there. Uh okay. So what are we doing today? We're going to ride the beer zeitgeist straight into the hottest trend, glitter beer. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, know baby. it, baby. <laughs> 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 These unusual beers weren't uh, we weren't even aware of a month ago, but thanks to a couple of recent examples brewed here in Portland, we are now up to speed. Well, you particularly. I will be up to speed yeah, at the end of this. That's right. We'll discuss... We'll all be up to speed. W- yeah, that's right. We'll discuss their history, how they're made, and we even have one on hand to taste, we, we hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right before we started the podcast, just like, well, there's it's mostly sure this is the bitter beer. Uh, it's a crowler. It's unlabeled. Uh, okay. So we'll see. Don't worry, Jeff will come through. <clears throat> as I usually <laughs> we will, do. Um, we, we will also <laughs> answer the critical question that has roiled social media over the past weeks: Are glitter beers fun and cool, or an abomination? And I think you
1: may be in team abomination. So I'm here to try to coerce you mm-hmm. into the the coolness factor. Yeah, I, well, personally I, I am. I am a. I'm a convert. I, I I'm on record as being a fan of this cool you trend. Are.
0: I'm a true libertarian. I, I, am I'm, I'm all about following your own bliss. It's just you're right. You this per, may not be your bliss. personally. Personally, I'm not yet convinced. But that's okay. I'm, I, am i am ready. I have an open mind. All right. I'm a, I am a, I am a scholar and a scientist. Exactly. All right. But first, of course, the news.
1: So last month, uh, President Trump announced that he was planning to assess steel tariffs of 25%. Uh and then just last week, we learned that the American Keg Company, the last manufacturer of kegs in the United States, would have to lay off 30% of its workforce. Imported kegs are not subject to the tariff, but raw steel uh in the US uh is, and as a consequence, uh to the announced tariffs, has encountered a price bump. Uh and so, Uh, American keg company is feeling the heat and can't compete with imported kegs. And we should also note, this is news just today, that Trump has now announced that the EU and some other countries may be exempt, so it's not actually so so clear about
0: how it's going to affect Yeah, no one knows exactly where this is going to end up. Which is not good for business because people are trying to make decisions based on all this stuff. So here's the thing about tariffs, especially when you tariff, uh, the raw materials for a lot of other products that you manufacture in your own country. <laughs> when you put a tariff on steel aluminum you raise the domestic price for steel aluminum for everybody including all the people that use steel aluminum to make stuff like cars, engines, kegs, cans, brew houses, tanks, tanks. Yeah. all that stuff becomes more expensive and more expensive relative to the world competition. Right. So, for example, if you make Ford automobiles in Michigan and you use domestic steel, it doesn't even matter if you use domestic steel because any steel that you use now is going to be at the higher price, whether you import it or whether you have it domestically, it's going to cost more to uh, to make a car and now, globally, your cars are going to be more expensive and it's going to be harder to compete. So. The problem with these tariffs is you protect some industries, but then you hurt all these other industries. So you can probably tell that I'm <laughs> I was not say, a big fan. <laughs>
1: you're, uh, you're putting some mustard on this analysis. <laughs> uh,
0: there was this great uh, 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 little audio clip I heard. It was from Austin Goolsbee, who used to be the economic advisor to the Obama, Obama administration. Yeah. He was on the, the uh, public radio show, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the little sort of quiz show, game show. Nice. And they were asking him about this, and he had this cute little story, and I'll tell you a very abbreviated version of it. But he said, yeah, my uncle uh, lived in, with my aunt in this home, you know, some part of Texas. And uh, the story goes that uh, my aunt's, like, lasagna got stuck in the drain. Uh, and so my uncle, being a good Texan, went out and bought this thing called I don't know, like the drain bomb. And w- what it was 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 a, uh, a combination plunger and firearm. So it had a, it had a charge in it that you would that you would discharge into the drain. and It would blow the clog out with the idea. And he said, my uncle, being a good Texan, uh, didn't uh, didn't follow directions to use a single charge, but figured if you could use multiple, why not? So he, he, he blew that thing out. And then uh, apparently uh, they lived in a duplex. And apparently the neighbor came over uh, like later that day and knocked on the door and said, Hey, do we have some kind of horrendous train problem? He said, Come here, let me show you. And he goes into the other guy's kitchen. And, and the, aunt, the, aunt, the aunt's lasagna was blown all over the ceiling in the kitchen. <laughs> and he said, That's kind of like terrorists. <laughs> You get rid of the one clog, but then you cause this huge problem for everybody else. Interesting. So that was a good story. Yeah, that is a really good story. Uh, Not mine, by the way, just so we're clear. All All right.
1: right. That's that's the... That's tariff news. Everybody always repurposes stories. It's totally (laughs) legitimate.
0: Okay, next news story. Researchers at UC Berkeley announced results of some very exotic research. They report that brewers yeast can be engineered to biosynthesize uh, aromatic monoterpene molecules that impart hoppy flavor to beer by incorporating recombinant DNA derived from yeast, mint, and basil. Now I know why you wanted me to read this. In other (laughs) words, they have tricked out the DNA of yeast so that it can reproduce the flavors of hops without hops being used in the beer. Now that is far out. It is far out. Of course. That's Berkeley. <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's genetically true. engineered yeast to produce hops. Yeah. I bet they weren't working on hops. <laughs> <laughs> you mean fueled
1: the research was not fueled by uh Yeah. Yeah, it's a fascinating story. And I uh That would be crazy. It would be crazy. All kinds
0: of new flavor profiles you get from yeast.
1: Yeah, it's interesting that they just tried to go for crazy hops. Like you can get it with hops. Why don't make it? <laughs> that's true. <you> know, <laughs> Cause that didn't seem like a flavor or something. Yeah. Well,
0: that's next. Yeah. Pretty soon, you won't even have to brew beer. You just, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, yeah, that's cool. I don't. It, it is kind of cool. It's kind of disturbing. I'm not sure which way to go.
1: I can see it both directions. Cool yeah. and disturbing.
0: You wonder. So at <laughs> these kind of moments, I always wonder who funded this research. Yeah, it's true. I read. I looked at the in
1: the paper. And because can I I, of that money? I, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll do the research. I periodically find myself reading these uh, uh, technical papers, and it's really amusing as I'm reading them with my my English and religion degrees, and they're extraordinarily technical, and I have no idea what's going on. Um, but it's a lot of big words, and they did a lot of interesting stuff, and it seems very technical and impressive. Yeah. Yeah. You can go read it. If you go to my blog, you'll find a link to that, and you can
0: read all about that. All right. Right on. Yeah. Monotropines. That's not, right not right going to help the um, uh, the glut of hops. Uh, okay. So uh, <laughs> let's move on to our main topic. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, cat weast. Oh, yeah. This, oh, is, this is not actually... Sorry. Uh, I didn't... I. This was a bit slapdash. Oh, no, no. Sorry. I'm stepping on you. So I was about to read what I thought was intro, but I've already done the intro. Yeah. So. Well,
1: and there's, we usually, there's usually a comeback intro that I write, which mm. I did not do. Oh. So she That's the slapdash. Me. You left
0: me hanging. Okay, ready? Here, I'm going to wing it. So, Jeff, let's talk about Glitter Beer. <laughs> let's talk about Glitter Beer. <laughs> did I do a good job? Well, we did. You, we, so I right, learned so about it like, about our- a month ago.
1: And I think maybe you learned about it a day after I learned about it.
0: Well, I learned about it from you, and my first reaction was, "Oh, good God, no, never, never, terrible." Exactly. That was that was the, the reaction. The apocalypse has I, arrived, and I, I ran my first
1: Twitter poll. I posted a photo of one of these things on there, uh, and I had a Twitter poll. Mm-hmm. And as all good researchers, I didn't have a, oh. a wishy-washy middle thing. You know, you gotta you always gotta force them. Uh, hard disapproval, light disapproval hard hard
0: approval, light approval and um, we got a lot of hard disapproval (laughs) (laughs) well see that's the thing and that's why I didn't even take the poll because uh, my you know I'm a good libertarian I say to each their own right? like follow your bliss baby but yeah I just that didn't appeal to me at all however I am curious yeah well that so I'd only seen the,
1: the the photos of the things. I hadn't tried one, and I got to go interview a couple of women who had brewed these things. And uh, yes, yeah, so these got are questions
0: th- that will come up. But the first thing I want to know is how long has this been around, and when, where, when, and where did it start? Well, now we go back. To what Kat, do we know about it?
1: We go back to Cat weast. See, beautiful. We did there, how I did that. I I, I know. <laughs> then and then you meta meta'd yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Kat, so Cat Weist is a, a brewer who was at uh, Seabright, which is in the Bay Area. Okay, and uh, she like had that. seen a brew a beer it's made a good by name for a bar. It, It's true, Alexandra Noel, uh, who's now at Three Weavers, and I don't know where she was when when Cat uh, saw this beer, but she had brewed a, a, a glitter beer, and I am not even going to claim to be able to find who. The ur-source of right. the glitter beer. I don't yeah. know. That that stuff is a, it's a mugs game.
0: Well, let me ask you this. Do you know how long this glitter product has been commercially available for food use? A long time. Okay. Yeah, a long time. So it could go way back. It could go way back. Somebody, someone.
1: So Kat was inspired, and she had come to this new brewery, uh, new to her brewery, and um, they had kind of been languishing and she wanted to get some attention so she was sending so she started brewing glitter beers and she sent them to jbf and and she did other things and then Mm -hmm. last june uh there was a meeting of the pink boot society which is the women brewers society Mm -hmm. or women in beer society and she brought glitter beer Mm. and this became i think the moment when it went viral Ah. like all these people had this the the reaction that i would have later which is oh my god this is an incredibly fascinating thing and uh-huh. they all went back and started brewing beers and then we come to a month ago when lee Hedgemon, who's at ground uh groundbreaker which uh-huh. is our gluten-free brewery here in town uh-huh. and uh madeline mccarthy who is at sasquatch uh-huh. both brewed beers uh with glitter uh-huh. and posted information posted photos of them on facebook lee, and i was
0: lee good head
1: good friend of the pod been on the pod before that's right. That's right. And our women in brewing. That's fun. Right. Uh, and she, her, her her beer, which we'll get to in a little bit, uh, was especially exotic because she used blue curacao to get it to make it turn it green. Because mm-hmm. this is right before uh, Saint, Patrick's, Saint Day. Patrick's Day. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, that's kind of the background. I think we should just crack this sucker and see what it looks like, and then we'll keep talking about glitter beer and some of the issues in glitter beer. Yeah. Let's. But it, I think it's important to. You, let, you, let, let's hope that it's is glitter beer i wrote a big post on it and uh what i, I think the big and there thing are good visuals
0: there so that's actually a good place to start if you're curious
1: there are good visuals there although but, although there should have been a video well and that's exactly where i'm headed here which is the and, I, and, and since you're a skeptic it, this is a real acid test for me my experience was it's a dynamic uh the glitter creates a dynamic experience Mm -hmm. when you're drinking the beer and even the even the the photos are pretty cool like if you i mean you get a good sense of it but there's a way in which uh the convective properties of beer Mm -hmm. beer moves a lot more than we think it does Mm -hmm. and you can see it move and you can see the glitter yeah especially with the carbonation
0: in there as well exactly the bubbles moving stuff around
1: so uh it's really cool to hold in your hand and it really i think i think the women who have served this, and I've only talked to women. I'm sure men have. Actually, uh, Tom Bly at Widmer has also made one of these. Oh, so okay. um, they're, it's, not, it's not, uh, just, not just only women. Who are the, yeah, well, that was a question I, were, I was going to ask. If I were a professional brewer, I'd be brewing one right now. But, um, but anyway, when I say women, I mean the women that I talk to. Uh, when they have served them to other people, they say people just go crazy. Yeah. Of, and I think it's because they see it in action. What you're about to see, unless I'm <laughs> wrong about what's in this crowler. So let's see. Here we go.
0: We've done a lot of hedging. <laughs> uh, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm a hedger. Wow, huh. that was... That's All right, impressive. here we go. Here it is. This is it glittery? Dot. It's totally glittery.
0: Whoa. That's, yeah. I would say. <laughs> I'm
1: pouring out a full glass. Yeah, here, and so you're pouring it
0: behind your microphone, so I can't really see it yet. So here we go. I'm handing it over. All, All right, right. There you go. So it is golden. It is shimmery, and it is a moving around. Uh, I'm trying to think of what, like, if you. Um,
1: this beer, by the way, is called Gold Dust Woman madeline mccarthy made this Uh at sasquatch and uh Uh it's a really good name for a beer gold dust woman it looks like gold dust
0: it it does and it's sort of um it's got waves and ripples and the lights catching it in different ways yeah Uh, it does there's no doubt that this is a visually stunning effect (laughs) (laughs) now you got to taste it because what is
1: that let me ask you a question you've read the blog post so you know what kind of beer it is but what does that suggest visually to
0: you? Uh, I don't Can remember. I don't honestly oh, I good. don't remember. It, so that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh so visually what does it suggest? Well, it's sort of it, it's golden, so I would think some kind of lager, helles, hmm. pilsner maybe, I don't know, that's or maybe a really, saison. It's
1: really all that's very rational.
0: Okay. But, Thank
1: you. Uh it's not what I thought you were going to go because I know what it is and it just seems perfect for the beer style. But um, that, those are
0: those are not the beer styles. That is. <laughs> no. So uh, I also maybe guess a saison. Something well, a something light is what I'm thinking. Okay, now I'm going to sniff. Give it I a sniff it.
1: and give it a taste. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: Wow, the eyes and the and the mouth are not cooperating. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's an IPA. Exactly. Uh it's like a hops. I mean, I didn't the last thing I expected was hop. My eyes did not say hops to me.
1: Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Um I, I knew it was an IPA and so
0: <laughs> when I saw
1: it I was like, of course you would put glitter in an IPA. That makes so much sense. It is sparkly, it like, an like IPA. citrus. Somehow the the sparkle and the citrus really... Well, I came. guess you're right, but
0: that's not where my mind went. I,
1: it's interesting. It's See, funny. and this this was the experience that I had. Uh, yeah. And So let's talk a little bit about Lee's beer, which was uh, uh, a triple, mm. Belgian triple, that she added, this blue
0: Kroeschau. So you add blue to a yellow beer, you get green. I'm going to do something really horrible to the beer, but I'm actually going to agitate it with my finger because I want to watch the... Yeah, glitter swirl. You can you can actually just spin <laughs> Well, it. I tried that. It wasn't giving me quite the effect I wanted, so Gotcha. Besides we're we could, we're we at night, and so it's only the the light that It's true. We're doing a rare night pod. If we had the daylight shining through, that would be pretty fun. Let's try it in a different glass and see what we got here. All right, but first, I've already I've already ingested this stuff, so you better tell me what the heck this stuff is.
1: Yeah, I will. I, do, I just let me finish uh, Lee. Oh, so sorry. yeah, um, hers. So hers was a, a a triple which she managed to get uh, green, but it, but it was a really clear beer. It had great clarity, mm-hmm. and uh, this is if you go to my blog post, you'll see uh, I have the base beer without the glitter. Right, it's much. It's not. It's a. It's a. It's not a hazy IPA, but it's an IPA, so it right. doesn't have the same kind of clarity. So you get a different effect depending on what
0: kind of beer right. you have, and it's very interesting. Yeah, Lee's beer is, is crazy cool. I mean, it's It all, is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, one, that one is what almost already changed my mind. So I have to say, if you look on top of the the beer, this is pretty cool because the carbonation, and you've, you've poured it out in a chalice. Yeah. So the carbonation is really concentrated around the middle, and so the carbonation is pushing up through the glitter. Exactly. So it's creating this roiling roiling scent uh uh, visual effect in the glass that is really quite extraordinary yeah i could probably just stare at this for a long long time (laughs) exactly right right that's what i'm talking about it's it's Uh, dynamic okay first what the heck am i drinking yeah so the am i gonna die uh
1: the glitter is not the same as craft glitter Mm -hmm. i did a little research on this that's good because i've banned that from my house i've tried that's interesting
0: you had glitter in your house I wouldn't pick your boys as glitters, have, well, glitterers. Yeah, but they're young enough. Everybody glitters. Yeah, I guess so. And then I have a wife who's an elementary school teacher. Oh, of course, glitter. Oh God, glitter.
1: So that <laughs> standard glitter has a is a is a uh, plastic base, and then it's tinted either with color, or if it's uh, metallicized, it'll right. have something a, a metallic thing mm-hmm. embedded. Uh, edible glitter. So there's actually two categories of glitter. Uh, edible glitter. Mm-hmm. One is edible and one is non-toxic. <laughs> the non-toxic has the same uh, the <laughs> the same. Well, so the, edi- the edible is made out of recognizable food stuff, and so it's shiny. one is
0: very high probability of not killing you, the other ones. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know.
1: Uh, yeah. So the edible stuff is just like made out of uh, standard food products. The non-toxic has a gum base, like acacia gum or mm. another kind of gum, and then is uh, has that's the substrate, and then it it's also painted with with stuff like mica, carmine, iron oxide, titanium dioxide, things like that. Okay, yeah, that's not stuff that I want. Which is apparently non-toxic, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I did. I was concerned because there are many people uh, on social media were really concerned that it was going to cause health problems. And so I did uh, as an exhaustive search as I could on Google to find any evidence that edible glitter in cupcakes or anything that well, it's used has okay. ever caused any sickness. And it's just it's just a tiny amount. Yeah, I was, was going to say, does. and by
0: the way, you're not going to be sitting here drinking glitter. Well, okay, this is, here's my opinion. I don't think that people are necessarily going to be drinking glitter beers by the gallon for the rest of their life where you're going to have these big exposures like... Um, these are sort of specialty beers. And I would imagine it would have a vanishingly small probability that anything would. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Oh, and that he's swirling he poured some in a in a uh a uh, pint glass. A pint glass and is swirling it now and, and giving me the full effect. I see what you're doing. Don't don't think I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. I think <laughs> I <don't> would <know. laughs> your mesmerize, like hypnotizing me it's a scene i know glitter beer we were there. as
1: we were talking as i was interviewing them i was just holding these <clears> beers <throat> and doing that
0: okay so these are uh let's just call them edible and i'll i'll grant you that i don't believe I'm gonna die from drinking a few glitter beers here and there
1: right okay so one thing that's interesting is can you detect the texture because many people wondered could you get the texture
0: yeah uh no yeah not at all I can't either no it doesn't even feel like um I'm gonna take a sip now I mean you would expect maybe that it was kind of like I don't know chalky or or something on your tongue but nothing at all Mm -mm. I mean you wouldn't know I, I think if you put a you put a blindfold on, um, my guess is that if you tried a glittered and non-glittered variants of the same beer, you would not have any way to tell. And
1: Maddie had them both, and oh, okay. we were trying them side by side. Mm. And at first, I, I was pretty sure I could tell the difference. Mm-hmm. And then later, I realized, no, I'm just talking myself into it. Yeah, You can't tell anything, man. Well, the
0: eyes have a huge impact. So it's so hard to to, to, to divorce your eyes from your mouth. They do, and and beer has texture. So I was yep. tasting texture. <laughs> yeah, but
1: all beer has texture. So there you go. Yeah. Um, so what were other que- oh other questions people had on Facebook and Twitter were uh, what happens on the other end <laughs> and. My So, so far, my
0: experience is, I, I, he's had exhausted research on this. Yes. You've well, I, I did take note. Put your scat under a microscope. And <laughs> no, no,
1: no, not, <laughs> no trays of glitter there. Not under a microscope, but I did, I did notice, uh, as things were coming out of my body, uh, to see what was going on. And I don't know if the body absorbs it or not, but it, again, it's a small amount. And I think that even if it was, passed along it would be so dilute it would be hard to tell yeah so i uh, i don't know i'm with you there inconclusive all right
0: how do you use it when, when at what point in the brewing process does the glitter go in
1: yeah so uh, uh <laughs> i just assume they dumped it in the tank right before they packaged it up uh-huh. um like you know dry hopping or something when you would put it in there yeah um s- because it's 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 an inert thing so you don't doesn't need to be in the brewing process right uh, and probably if you put it in the boil it would like boil away or something or yeah. melt or yeah. go away okay. uh, so you wouldn't want that um but no um the women said uh they were really reluctant to do that because they didn't want it to get caught in the carbstone or mm-hmm. in tiny fixtures and and show right. up later on in the process yeah so they both made small batches like they were making you know little six barrel bat uh like doing dosing six barrels as right. as they were going along. So <laughs> okay. they were putting them in the kegs. In the kegs, yeah. And and one of the big challenges, there's a few commercial challenges here, so it's really cool. And I think I do think that if a brewery could figure out how to get this effect in a beer uh that was like bottled, mm-hmm. that it would be a massive hit. Especially if it was a good beer. Both women uh, and other people I've talked to have said, obviously this is um Uh, you know an additional dimension you can put on into a beer but if it's a crap beer no one's going to like it anyway it just becomes a gimmick (laughs) yeah so it's really a way to enhance an already good beer uh so that would need to be the case if you were able to commercially produce it but one of the challenges if you were going to try to do a commercial uh, production is this kegging thing or this bottling thing like how do you not get glitter over your whole Brewery, right, uh, the second thing is, and you can see the, you can see the effect here is um, it tends not to want to stay in suspension, right, and so It'll settle out Uh there 's two different grades that the uh, brewers have used, one is called uh, disco dust uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, one is called luster dust mm-hmm. and these are so dust is, gives you a sense of how fine it is right. and if you go to my blog post, you can see uh, photos of the actual pot there's really that. fine powder yeah it's like it 's a powder. Mm. Um, And it seems like the luster dust, which is the finest of the two, stays more in suspension. And I'm pretty sure that Maddie used both luster dust and disco dust in hers. And she used quite a bit more than Lee did, like three times as much. Mm -hmm. uh, And I think that's partly because the beer is less less clear. Right. But it falls out of suspension, so you want to make sure. And and Kat mentioned this, uh, the original brewer, when she was sent it to JBF. Uh, by the time they were pouring it out, they weren 't seeing any glitter, right, so that 's the problem, yeah, uh, and they i and actually i can 't divulge what she did, but <laughs> Lee has already begun to try to troubleshoot this, and she 's tried a trick and I think you know if brewers want to continue to do this they 'll think about other tricks to try to uh,
0: yeah, but if you 're a publican and you decide in. to get a keg of glitter beer if you don't you're gonna to have to agitate that keg, probably. right Yeah, now,
1: yeah. So they said um, store the kegs upside down, mm-hmm. which I stored our crowler upside down. Yes, you did. Uh, so that way, the glitter is at the the top of the serving vessel, Right. Uh, and it will when you turn it upside down, it'll drift down, mm-hmm. so it'll be in suspension that way. Uh, and then um, they were saying, like every morning before before the you know before he starts serving, like. Turn it upside down and back, right. back right side up, and then if it's starting to pour, kind of clear, go give it a jostle. Yeah. So, which is a lot of pr- trouble. It is. So here's a question I ask
0: on your blog, which is: Is there any reason why I couldn't, as a publican, take a little teaspoon of glitter and toss it into a beer, stir it up, and and do it that way?
1: I think not. I think th- I think. Which is to say, yes, you could do it that way. Sorry, I was answering. Trying <laughs> to answer that properly. Well, no, but that's the way I answered the question. Yeah, is there
0: yeah. Any reason I couldn't?
1: Yeah, uh, I, I don't think there is. And um, <laughs> you know, that's one. That's one solution. The brewer is going to select the color. These things come in all these different colors. The brewer is going to select the colors of glitter that they want in there to match the. the yeah. Brewer. So
0: although, that. yeah. So I could imagine two. So two, two ways in which this could potentially go. I don't know that either one will, but I'm just. Following logically, the the trend one one is that the brewer says, okay. Here's the glitter that goes with the beer. You know, if the person decides they want it glittered, <laughs> use this. Right. That's how much this is what you do. Uh, that's one way I could imagine it going. And then the other way is that it could become a novelty for a bar itself and say, "Look, you wanna you wanna bedazzle your beer? <laughs> we <laughs> yeah. can bedazzle it. What do you want?" <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I was, wonder. I wonder, brewers would
1: be high on their bedazzled beer
0: but you made a very good point in the in the in the uh, uh, blog which i want to when i want to talk about which is that a lot of people are just sort of offended on on the face of it like this is an abomination you put this crazy stuff into beer you're you're ruining beer but there there's lots of things that brewers do um to manipulate the appearance of the beer appearance is something that they work very hard on and it is something that is a choice it's not just a after effect. Right. It's a real choice of, of the brewer themselves. And so this is just another way to manipulate the appearance is what you discussed in your in your blog. And I thought the best example of this is exactly what, um, uh, is the big trend in, in hazy or New England style IPAs, which are hazy by choice right, and not by function. Right. You
1: can we, We've done a pot on this. Yeah. Um, you, can, you can get the, the juiciness without the haze. And uh, the haze is a signal; becomes a visual signal, so it's a it's a becomes a part of the the style. And you know, I'm not a big fan of that color or that that appearance,
0: right? But and they don't it's like an, it.
1: It's an important part of the the visual display, and and the people who like it do like it. So it's weird, murky, and
0: so you actually you walked right into my question, which is that in that case, it really is a signal, right? Like this has now become kind of a a code for the type of beer you expect. Like you look at it and you say, okay, I think I know what that beer is. Mm-hmm. But glitter is sort of as yet an undefined and potentially never defined, right? It's just something you could add to any beer. Like this is an IPA. We've got the you said it was a Belgian triple, right? Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> uh, so in that case, uh, I suppose you could make the argument that it's something a little bit different than just manipulating the appearance. It's just kind of like a, I don't know, like a like a fancy package you put it into or a. Uh, I don't know a flavoring you put into it. Excuse me, now I have to cough. (laughs) (coughs) The the boy that really gets the acoustics of our studio here really well. So (laughs) the sound bounces off every flat surface around. Yeah, I think what you really need to do is get a whole bunch of foam and just foam up your entire dining room. (laughs) Sally, Sally would appreciate that. So it's a lot of hard surfaces. Yeah,
1: (laughs) and I just turned the uh, the heat just went on, so that's also nice. Yeah, the tornado of your heating system.
0: why exactly do we pot here yeah well Mm. i got no animals this is true and no kids so (laughs) there's a lot of a lot of things that go on in my house that would not be conducive to potting (laughs) so what 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 say you about my my appearance
1: well i think um i do think that it's a visual element so Hazy IPAs are one example. I, I would use uh, Pilsner as another example okay. of, of a of a, a beer that really depends on visual presentation. Mm-hmm. And part of the you know the reason we have the Pilsner flute is because uh, you have this this beautiful gold beer mm-hmm. that has all this sparkling effervescence. Right, and those it's in much the way that glitter uh, has this lively uh, appearance, the dynamic appearance, and the sparkly appearance. So does. Uh, Pilsner beer.
0: That's a good point. So So yeah, so not just not just the beer itself, but the way that it's served and presented. Yeah, Guinness, by the way, is exactly you know they put it on nitrogen and they have their proprietary well, not proprietary, but they have their glassware that they ask all the bars to use and right, and it's a very specific visual effect they're going for.
1: Yeah, I think if brewers could figure out some of the challenges of dealing with uh, glitter and especially keeping it in suspension, um, it could be this element which would accentuate beer. It's like fruit or anything else. You can abuse fruit. Be- I've had a ton of bad fruit beers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the best fruit beers take the essential qualities of the beer, the native beer, mm-hmm. the base beer, and accentuate it yeah. or bring out qualities or contrast it or in some way work with the beer itself. I think glitter is going to be the same way as just... Glitter on its own, just like anything that you could do with beer, is not not innately interesting. Well, it is kind of innately interesting. But <laughs> uh, as a as a quality of the beer, as a component of the beer, uh, what you really want is uh, something that accentuates yeah. the quality of the beer. So, we, you know, uh, Maddie's named this beer, Gold Dust Woman. It looks like gold dust in there. My experience, because uh, I, I drank it pretty early on, and she might even have told me that it was an IPA right away, was the there's a quality of IPA that is sparkly and bright. Mm. And so when I was tasting it, it seemed to accentuate the sparkly brightness mm. of those citrusy flavors that you get in an IPA. It just really worked uh, on, it added that yeah. level of, you know, the the mind, the mind, the flavor is this this construction that the mind uh, puts together from all these different inputs. And it yeah. was just another input that, that created more, depth to me
0: so these are a few women brewers that you've uh talked to that have been doing this is it their sense that uh it skews female the the consumer reception to this i it
1: would be interesting to find out if that's the case in actual practice on on uh, social media it definitely skews to the women. Yeah. Uh the people the the people who responded on social media favorably and unfavorably uh were corresponded to gender pretty strongly. Yeah. But I do think that uh you know I mean you can imagine a lot of different things happening. I could imagine a man seeing this in a bar, an IPA, his IPA that he really likes with a little sparkle in it, uh really being drawn to it. I could imagine a beer like uh let's take Breakside's Rainbows and Unicorns. Uh-huh. Uh, Which is this amazing beer that you and I love? Uh Throw some uh, glitter in that, and (laughs) I bet the bros are going to be lining up. Can you get rainbow glitter? That would
0: be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Right,
1: right. Uh, So I think I think maybe there's a little
0: reluctance
1: uh, that that could be gendered. That could also easily be overcome.
0: uh, So you talked about the Twitter. Let me uh, let me go to the Twitter. All right, let's go to the Twitter. Because I've been fascinated by the response to your tweets. uh, so Nathan, who's at paper Clip Racket, says, uh, "Glitter beer feels like the kind of thing that non-beer types will show an interest in," which is a good point. Like yeah. this, this is a way that potentially people who haven't been into beer could be drawn into beer. That's right. Um, so I was, uh, and I think if you
1: if you have a perception, if you're not very much into beer and you have a perception of what the flavors in beer are, and you see a beer that's got all this sparkly stuff mm-hmm. it may think make you think it tastes different yeah. than it does and you know beer is so broad that i think most people who think they don't like beer just haven't had the right beer yet so it could draw you to one of these beers that you might really like
0: uh by the way jenny faflin i'm probably massacring her last name but uh she says that beervana uh, you jeff and the brewers he spoke with articulate everything i love about glitter beers and dress down the haters <laughs> <laughs> uh, Derek Peterman who is at ramblings uh, underscore OA underscore BR okay yeah. uh, <laughs> says I must grudgingly admit that there is a remote possibility glitter beer is not some hideously diabolical plot to destroy western civilization mm-hmm. there you go <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh, take it <laughs> uh, and um, uh, where's that my favorite uh, in uh, I don't know if this is a positive or a negative comment, but uh, Marija, who is uh, pears awfully at pears awfully, says, "Beer makeup trends." <laughs> yeah, that was a, a gnomic and un- inscrutable <laughs> comment, which I thought, well, it's kind of, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of appropriate. It is kind of like beer makeup. Yeah. it's it's you know bedazzling your beer, bedazzling your beer. <laughs> I know. I guess there is something feminine about it. It's it's.
1: I don't know. Uh when I first saw it, it was lee's she's a woman, uh so I guess you know whatever but maybe, uh yeah. my first reaction was not uh that it was going to be a it didn't seem particularly feminine to me it was a green sparkly beer yeah. I don't know
0: maybe it should have i don't know but i but I will say this this is my the main- my main takeaway from from my experience right now is that there's no way you can judge this until you actually experience it nodding nodding uh yeah and as i'm swirling the pint glass to get all of these crazy swirls and colors and i it have, is it is mesmerizing i, I poured imagine.
1: it into a goblet because it's got a nucleation point and i wanted to keep it going but the yeah. goblet actually doesn't present it nearly as well as this other glass. no so. if
0: you really want the swirls but you get that roiling effect from the goblet yeah more and you get the swirls from the from the um the pint glass
1: yeah I, Looking at this, I see, though, that uh, one thing that I didn't write about in the, in the blog is glassware is going to factor into this whole thing. Yeah, so, that's a good yeah. point, yeah. yeah. you got to have glitter glass. That's the next thing.
0: We should mention this. a good beer, by the way. We're so uh, obsessed with the glitter part. The, the base beer itself, as you mentioned, has to be good or people are going to like it. In this case, it's a very good IPA. It's kind of an old-school IPA, but, uh, but nice.
1: Yeah, nice. it's a beer that um, Maddie told me that, uh she had been so she hasn't been brewing a, a super long time and it's beer that has been in her mind for yeah. I think a long time. And uh not as a glitter beer mm-hmm. but but she had the name and she had the 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 bait you know, the beer yeah. idea. And she got a chance to brew it and I think <laughs> it's a great name. It's a great name. Yeah. And I think the, the glitter came later and it was just such an obvious choice. So, so that's another you know, it's another dimension. Let's Old talk Dust about, Woman, you know, is yeah. a perfect name for a yeah. glitter beer.
0: Let's talk about the commercial viability of this. How much does it cost to
1: glitter your beer? This is the big challenge. And I, you're an economist, so I, we should. I'm going to throw this back at you. Turns but, out I am. Yeah. Uh, right now, um, the people who are buying this. So if you're going to put it on your cupcakes, you don't need a vat. You know, you don't need a like a 55 <laughs> gallon drama glitter. So they're selling it on uh, uh, the internet. I maybe you can get it other places. The people I talk to are buying it on the internet in two like two gram. Bottles, mm. which is not very. They're little. Right. They're little bottles, or little like jars, and those little jars are five bucks a piece. So you need to dump a ton of that stuff in there. I think. Um, yeah. So
0: for the. Yeah, you have the numbers there in front of you. I'm trying to figure out. Are you six grams and five? So for the gold dust woman, it's six grams and five gallons. Wow. And that's uh. And that, so You said two two grams cost what? Oh, and three grams grams in eight. Gallons for Lee, so yeah, so f- at five bucks for two grams, so that's fifteen bucks to do a five-gallon tank,
1: right? So I I did the math on a ten-barrel, uh, a ten-barrel batch is something like nine hundred. <laughs>
0: nine hundred bucks for gold this one, wow, at that
1: price. So that's obviously cost that's prohibitive. significant. Yes, yeah, it's significant. But I I wonder if that's like if the brewing industry really got into this, couldn't like, couldn't a manufacturer yeah. make it for a whole lot cheaper? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah,
0: I'm sure. Yeah, that's until until Trump Trump puts a tariff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's what makes me think that this is that I mean that's a big investment to do it for a whole tank. That's why I'm wondering whether it, it in the end, is a is a as is a. Uh, um, uh, I was going to say point of sale, but that's not what I'm looking for. It's really you know uh, uh, at the at the tap, whether you can add it to someone who would like their beer, right, bedazzled like that that seems like the most commercially viable end game to me somebody yeah. some, somebody rejected to my use of end game but uh, <laughs> but that seems like like the, the way that it would settle out which is that you can you can have glitter in your beer if you'd like and you can pay a little extra to have your beer kind of I'm slightly offended by it just
1: because I think that the the brewer is going to bring so much uh intention yeah. behind yeah. the color and know, amount that's the amount and you all that stuff. Control, yeah You know, a bartender is going to put a spoon into a jar <laughs> and dump a bunch <laughs> of it in there. And, you know, it's, it's uh, uh, what color you want. Blue. Blah. Yeah. You know, the brewer thinks. That but that's why really
0: I, I was wondering whether it takes a while to sort of fully dissolve into suspension or I don't know. Anyway.
1: I think there might be ways to keep it in suspension and if that if that if that were happening if you it's the brewer who figures that out and surely mm-hmm. that can be done then uh then the the world is their oyster then And can, I do see consumers because you could just devote a tank to it you yeah. know, you could have your glitter tank and, and then I could see
0: consumers paying more for a glitter beer
1: Absolutely yeah It'd be cool I'm I'm all for it All, all right. right so, so you're a skeptic with- and uh I'm going to put you down as a well, okay, uh, so uh, gl- now I was a, I was a skeptic. Curious. I was a skeptic. So my categories were uh, uh, super cool, <laughs> glitter curious, um, yeah, but, probably not, and implacably opposed. Yeah, but screw
0: your categories. I'm not going to be categorized, man. Uh, I'm trying to think now. Would I buy a glitter beer? I would. I would buy a glitter beer. I would. Yeah. Because it's a pretty far out experience. Yeah. I would it, buy one. Totally.
1: If it's if it's a if it's a beer you like, and I would
0: probably be a re a repeat customer. it would probably be the time when you're hanging out, you're drinking beers in the bar with friends, right? And and it's just kind of it's crazy, man. It's far out. It's I'm still <laughs> mesmerized by it. Look at they go, ooh, uh, <laughs> especially in Oregon, Washington, yeah. Colorado, and other states
1: that have. When we were in college in, uh, at, at Wisconsin, we had a friend who was um, – he now works for Nissan. He was in the uh, – uh, That's right. The uh,
0: – uh, Automotive engineering Automotive program. engineering program. Fluid dynamics. And his
1: thing was fluid dynamics. That's he had right. a really expensive machine that did fluid dynamics. And this is all about fluid dynamics. It is. Where when you When you, flat, when you swirl this thing around, you, is just, is totally you get to see the, the movement of the, the liquid inside there. And then these bands of shiny
0: – so it's shiny so I'm a convert that that's I'm officially a convert because before yes. I would say I would not I would not, it's cool if people like it but I wouldn't go for it I
1: would I'd go for it and and when you taste it it's like there's no taste there's no texture I wouldn't do it it's a lot just visual I mean, but everyone, right every once in a while and I think probably everybody feels that way even the people who are really avid for it I don't think they want to make all their beers glitter beers you yeah know? it's it's just a it's a special occasion thing
0: yeah yeah oh yeah now that's a really good point like if I was having a you know, a special party or a wedding or a evening, wedding, that kind of thing. Oh, come on. Glitter beer. you got to have glitter beer for a wedding. Well, I'm now, now Okay, now I'm totally seeing the possibilities here. <laughs> because that's, I mean, beer is such a lowbrow thing, right? You never, I mean, but now all of a sudden. It's uh, true. Glitter beer, yeah, okay. It's all true. Right. So uh, I'm kind of, i kind of convert. All right, so now I have a, I have a, I have a game for you. Yeah. So now I have glitter. Glitter comes in. Many colors, as you said, Lee figured out how to turn something really green, looked pretty cool. So what I would like to know is, uh, you mentioned that you thought the gold dust was perfect for IPA, right? So I'm gonna ask you, beer styles and the right, the right way to betazzle your beer. Okay, so uh, I, I was thinking light beer, so Pilsner. What kind of glitter would you put in a Pilsner?
1: Well, you know that I'm colorblind.
0: So this oh this
1: is a cop out. No, I'm just saying it's a challenge. I'm going to throw it back to you, but um, okay. uh, yeah, Pilsner is the Pilsner is a kind of beer that I probably wouldn't wouldn't bedazzle. glitter at all. Yeah, okay,
0: that's just, that's a legitimate answer.
1: Just because it is itself the most bedazzled of styles already. Mm-hmm. It's it's the only one I'm going to cop out on. Okay, so just so you know.
0: All right, uh, well then I'll give you at something close. A Hellas.
1: Yeah, Hellas. Um, so it's a it's a it's a you know it's a modest beer. Mm -hmm. it's a beer that naturally resists bedazzlement like Mm -hmm. it's tried to you know it's been over a century of not being tarted up uh so it's got to be like a modest i don't know like a like a a rust colored bedazzle or something yeah Yeah, i could see that that's a good answer
0: oh all right uh now i gotta (laughs) start thinking about beer stuff
1: (laughs) yeah you know (laughs) Can I can I throw you one? Yeah, because somebody asked this question. Okay. Uh, I think I'm, I don't know if it was on. I don't know where, but um, they said a dark beer, like a stout or a porter.
0: You know, I was going to ask you that, but then I thought, yeah. And then but actually, like, oh, you could. Oh, a starry light it
1: up. night. I wonder, like how? Ooh, that yeah. was interesting.
0: How about a silver glitter? Yeah, in a in a porter or a stout. I wonder. I I like I don't know how I much light you so need get in that. there. Yeah, I don't know how that would look. That would be.
1: That's you know you know you know the guy who would be, who would be perfect for that is John Harris at Ecliptic. Okay, John. You got you got your. You have been so challenged. He loves his dark ales. Yeah. And his whole thing is about stars, and it would look like a starry night. Oh, I, I don't know. It may not work because I don't know what the Beautiful. penetration of light w- it's true. is required. I have no so idea, but it might just be
0: nothing. But I'm interested. It could be something. It could be something. Okay. Uh Let's do a Belgian. Uh yeah, with like a uh let me think. What would you do to a Flanders red? I'd make it an American red and put blue and white
1: in there. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I would not do that actually. Make it make make your Flanders red great again. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, that was uh, a good answer, though. Blue and white, you know, <laughs> planet's <is> red.
1: <laughs> it actually would probably be pretty entertaining uh, as a as a gimmick. But I don't know that it would work visually. Uh, you wouldn't
0: want more red. That wouldn't work. No, you wouldn't want real more red. Um... But you could go sort of a more a kind of a burgundy, sort of a purple. It's one
1: of these things. There's a kind of a synesthesia quality where the visual and the flavor, because that that green sparkle thing, uh-huh. you know, it doesn't like your brain doesn't know what to do with that. Yeah. Um, I wonder, like, is there a, is there a way that you would communicate the tartness of these beers through the sparkle somehow? And I that's a good know.
0: that's a good a good way to put it what would you do with a tart beer yeah what is What is the color that does tart by the way I know exactly what you do with green beer fresh hops oh there you go that's what you do you do fresh hops because that's what I think green 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 when I drink a fresh hop beer it's true yeah uh, red Flanders red well tart beers what color is tart cherry maybe something red something bright red but you can't put that in a red beer well no not a red beer, but like other tart beers. I think that's true.
1: That that is weird. Why does red seem tart? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Tastes <right>. like red. <laughs> I think we've gone far enough from that game. <laughs> <laughs> well, and this is the game if people but, get into it. Okay, this. but IPA.
0: So IPA you you thought IPA would, the IPA gold the gold the golden IPA was good, but I'm not sure that I would think I would wanna kind of get extreme with my IPA. I think yeah, the fruity colors for me. So
1: like the orange and yellow spectrum, which is commi- communicates this, you know, everything from peach to pineapple to
0: citrus fruits. Yeah, orange, red. Yeah, that's that's what I would think.
1: All right, there you go. <laughs> this is the this all is kinds the,
0: of all kinds of cool
1: things you could try. Totally, and this is the stuff that um, brewers are going to be thinking about as they they get into these beers.
0: All right, so the known. Uh, are there known glitter beers to be had right now?
1: No, I mean I don't know. Okay, I don't know. Um, but this, was... I think, because they're because they're so difficult to produce, and they're not even produced in like ten barrel batches. You're just gonna, yeah, and and certainly even if I knew, it, it would only be in Portland, it would only last for like the next ten minutes. You know, it's not gonna, <laughs> it's
0: not gonna be a, a stable that's thing. True. So and in it's, your, it's like vanishingly small batches we're talking about
1: yeah so you got it and but i think people will be doing this and they'll be doing this in other other cities and other places so wherever you are just um if you happen to hear of this or see a tweet about glitter beer being on tap go check it out
0: yeah it makes me think i was gonna say it's good like festival beer but it's not really unless you've got the right glassware it's really that's true like
1: those weird opaque things at obf would totally destroy the effect exactly so
0: it's got to be the right moment but yeah all right well, there you have it. There's all you need to know about Glitter Beer. All right. Uh, it's definitely something you should go check out. If you have a chance, you should try it and don't judge it until you really see it. It's my.
1: I feel. I can't tell you how validated I feel that <laughs> you came on board. I've been converted, I <laughs> guess. <laughs> uh,
0: by the way, I wasn't
1: sure. I thought you might go the other and way. And
0: let's talk about my wife because my wife is not a beer drinker and not particularly fond of beer. But this is something that would
1: she'd be, she'd be, she'd be attracted
0: to. I mean, she'd, she'd be interested in. Yeah. All right. Okay, I guess we've reached the end, Jeff.
1: Yeah, we don't have uh, any uh, mailbag today, so.
0: Well, that's uh, a shame. And that really is something that reflects poorly on you, dear listener. <laughs> <laughs> this is really something you should. You're all feisty. You <laughs> that glitterware has gotten you thirsty. <laughs> yeah. I, I want you to sit back and ponder this. I want you to think about it. About your behavior. <laughs> or. I'm a dad. Can you tell? Yeah. Or uh, just feel encouraged to give us your feedback,
1: especially. And, you know, I've seen on Facebook and Twitter that people have opinions about glitter Beer. So let us know. Yeah. If, if you're them. still
0: on Facebook, if you haven't yet joined the boycott. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> That's right. To a, the Beer a blog Facebook page is a good way to get in touch. You can also get in touch uh, with Jeff at Jeff. No. Sorry. <laughs> Email him. At Jeff at Birvana blog. I hate that. Too many ats. There's ats everywhere. Jeff at Birvana is the email address you should go to.
1: Yes. Okay. That is correct. That makes sense. All right. And you can find Patrick b- tweeting at
0: Bironomics. You can find me tweeting at Bironomics. You can find Jeff t- tweeting at Beervana. uh
1: And you should go and subscribe to oh, right, and right, right, rate right. our podcast.
0: Go to iTunes, rate us, subscribe, um, tell your friends to subscribe and right it's a we have a, a good thing a, you know, apparently a, good things happen if you do that that's right to us. We,
1: we have this beautiful reliable uh reliably released uh podcast yeah uh usually once a month or more and we're
0: powerful trend setters that's right where they call they call them, they call them uh, we may
1: be the first podcast to get on the glitter beer thing
0: uh yeah and so that's worth a corporate sponsorship i think that's true we're you know we can we can drive demand <laughs> we can set trends we can s- light your candle that's right if you are a
1: corporate uh, corporation looking for a sponsor <laughs> or, e- or even if
0: you're just like a little proprietorship you know, a little, right. little brewery we will, will, will take you are you suggesting we're cheap <laughs> accurately yes <laughs> <laughs> alright uh, well this has been fun actually this is one of the more fun moments I've had uh, uh, normally it's just it's just work dealing with you in potting but that's cool. I know. I, I brought to, your. Cause I get to. I, get I brought to your eyeballs this. into this. I get to watch this glitter swirl and swirl. All right, Jeff. Uh, this has been fun. Uh, cheers. Cheers, Patrick. We both have, by the way, the glitter beer. That's right. We only have the one.